0: Welcome to The Ralph Report
1: with Ralph Garman.
0: Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for this Thursday, July 1st. It's the 1st of July, year of our goddess Lilith 2021.
2: All hail, Lilith! <laughs> <laughs> it I is doing right. a big camp, a big like camp it. today. Very
0: British of you. Yes. It is right to give her thanks and praise, and it's also right for you guys to be here on The Ralph Report. What a great show we have lined up for you. But before we get to that, let's get the introductions out of the way. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, and sitting here in the Batcave with me virtually is that Randy Scouse git himself... <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's Steve Ashton.
2: Oh, day four, still no theme tune.
0: <laughs> We're going to get to that in a moment, because when we get mm-hmm. to the phone calls, the okay. army has some ideas, so uh, we'll talk All about right. that in a second. All right. But meanwhile... Let's address this really quickly. Happy July 1st to everyone around the world. But most importantly, to our uh, GARMI members up there in Canada, Happy Canada Day! Yes, today is Canada Day, celebrating the anniversary of Canadian Confederation. What is that? Well, it occurred on this day in 1867. That was the passing of their Constitution Act, where the three separate colonies of Canada, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick were all united into a single dominion within the British Empire called simply Canada.
2: Oh, it's when we sort of conglomerate it, we, like, we sort of condensed the three regions that we ran and owned. <laughs>
0: yes. You guys don't own them anymore. Do you? Not
2: anymore. I do think they're still part of the Commonwealth, though. So technically, they're adjacent. We own them. Yeah, they're almost like our sort of late night, hey, Canada,
0: you up? (laughs) Gotcha. They're your booty call to the north? Yeah,
2: I think so, yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, happy Canada to all of our, uh, happy Canada Day, rather, to all our Canadian listeners. God love you up there, Canadian Garmy. Uh, before we get into the show today, and by the way, as I mentioned, we got a hell of a show today.
1: Cause on the counter, you want to know why?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you why, because not only is it Thursday, which means Ralph Sex University and maybe the one, one of the most anticipated Ralph Sex use in a long, long time, because we are talking about dogging today. We will oh, be doing yeah. a deep dive into dogging, so to speak, coming up oh, soon. Yeah. Entertainment news, phone calls and all that kind of stuff. But before we get to that, we were talking earlier in the week about that woman who jumped out in front of the Tour de France with her little cardboard sign. We were, yeah. It turns out they have found her and arrested her. <gasps> her her sign, by the way, and I didn't know what it was it was reading, it was Allais opiomi, which basically is the French word for go, "Allez," and then the two German terms of endearment for your grandma and your grandpa. <laughs> So she was sending a uh, a greeting to grandma and grandpa back at home watching on television, I guess. And that's when she jumped up and made contact with a German writer named Tony Martin. Doesn't sound very German to me, by the way. No. Uh, causing that chain reaction that we saw where, I don't know, 20, 25 guys all just collided into each other. So um, that was bad news she uh, split as soon as it happened by the way they said she fled the scene <laughs>
2: yeah. after yeah, you the accident think.
0: there was an extensive 3 day search for her and uh, they have located her and french authorities have arrested her and so we'll see what she gets charged with at the very least she'll get charged with uh, in unintentional injuries by manifestingly deliberate violation of an obligation of safety or prudence
2: in short, being a fuck nugget.
0: <laughs> yes, she will be held on three counts of fuck nuggery. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to give everyone an update that that uh, that lunatic has been apprehended, and I think we can all sleep safer tonight because of that.
2: It could have been worse. Could have been grievous fuck nuggery, which carries a much heavier sentence.
0: <laughs> That's perhaps, true.
2: You perhaps even to- custodial. Yeah.
0: You do hard time for that.
2: What are you in for, love? Uh, murder. What are you in for? Uh, I don't really want to go into it. Come on. What did you do? Did you kill someone? Did you? Was stealing? Nah, just, nah, us leave it. Leave it.
0: Just grievous fucknuggery. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, let's jump right into the show with you, beloved members of the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it. You can write us an email. Ralph at com, Steve at com, or Eddie. You remember Eddie, everybody, don't you? He's on vacation this week.
2: Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach.
0: But he'll be with I'm us sure
2: soon. And I'm sure he's had lots of emails saying, oh, Eddie, we miss you. The show's not the same without you. We can't wait to, you, for you to get... I'm sure he's had lots of those. I'm sure he has,
0: but he's busy enjoying Myrtle Beach. He's getting himself a, a airbrush t-shirt and a rebel flag raft and i'm sure
2: he's having a blast and a hand job from a crack lady <laughs> I don't think and that. i don't mean tracy i don't mean tracy i mean someone else
0: i don't believe that's on the menu for uh for our boy eddie but uh, he'll be back and when he's back by the way he'll be newly sterile oh yeah when did he have that done has he had it done yet not yet he'll be he'll be he's getting it done on the 9th of july i believe and we are taking a week off after the Fourth of July next week, we're going to be uh, taking the week off. I'm going to take a little rest and relaxation. So it'll be flashback episodes for the remainder of next week, and then we'll have a fresh new week of shows. And Eddie, when he comes back, will have been snipped. So
2: he's got eight days of having his testicles fully operational. He's just going to be he's just going to be throwing ropes everywhere, isn't he? Do you still? Uh, that's one thing I don't know, right? Do you still ejaculate? I guess do you? I believe you do.
0: But there's so no, just like sand, there's no... just
2: like dust and sand comes out. Is it <laughs> a cloud? There's yeah. a
0: cloud that shoots up.
2: <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be one reason to have it done. If you had like a foam cloud that shoots out, oh, and you'd definitely pull out then just to see the spectacle of it, like a rainbow cloud, that'd be amazing. And it be... smells of what you've been eating. So if you had asparagus, You'd have an asparagus green cloud coming out of your be- out of your uh, bell end, Like a penis fart. That'd that be sense. amazing. Oh, I hope that's the case. That's, that's something maybe to get him to do on Munchin' Monday. He has to do a cum cloud, and you have to eat it. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Okay, you've officially gone too far.
2: Freestyling.
0: I was thinking his penis would be like the penguin's umbrella on the Batman TV show, you know, when the penguin always have that colored gas coming
2: out of the tip of it. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be tie-dye because he's been at Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. It'd be That's all sorts right. of different colors.
0: But until then, we're still here on hand, and we're still listening to Garmy members. When you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you to leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. All you got to do is dial up that number one eight three three.
2: Hi,
1: Ralph. Yeah,
2: Ralph. And... Can I ask you a quick question? Do you listen sure. to all of them and then grab a bunch of them and put them right at the top of the show here? In fact, Steve, I do
0: in okay. a segment called Garmy on the Line.
1: The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play. Up
0: Hey, uh, speaking of Garmi on the line, you know uh, this little segment that everybody loves. This little piece of sound. Hi, Ralph. Yeah, that is our youngest Garmi member, Raven. Raven put that, uh, sent that to me, and I just fell in love with it, and I just use it all the time. And Raven is our first call up today, calling back to the Garmi on the line hotline. Hi,
1: Ralph. Hi, Snake. you doing a great job, this week. Steve, this is
0: Raven and So there you go. The reviews are in from our youngest oh Garmy member.
2: God, I hope she's not listening to any of the stuff I'm coming out with. That would be awful. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh. A yes. review from Raven, that's it. I'm gonna retire now. I don't yes. I don't care what anyone says.
0: That's the highest compliment you can get. However, you're gonna find this hard to believe, Steve, but not all mm. of the Garmy members are as pleased with you as Raven may be. Um, Bridget from Long Island left a phone message. Oh, it turns out right. yesterday when we were talking about Hello Death, I talked about the death of the fictional character Albus Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Oh, and you, go. you cast aspersions on our honoring his death day and it did not sit well with a certain member of the Garmy. You
1: don't fuck with Albus Dumbledore. You can talk shit all you want about fucking Dan Radcliffe. I don't give a flying fuck about that, but you don't fuck with Dumbledore. Ah, LMSB.
2: So there you go. <laughs> I've been told. I feel suitably chastised. You've done it. And you, turned uh, on.
0: you belly ached at the top of the show once again about not having a theme song.
2: I merely yeah. brought it up. I, I yeah. was something I noticed. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily categorize that as belly aching, but okay, The cool. uh,
0: squeaky wheel gets the oil, I guess, is what they say. Chris? Had an idea.
2: Hey, Ralph, Chris. Four-star
1: general
0: from Edmonton. And I got a theme song for Steve Ashton that I just made up right now. Since he's been upset that he doesn't have a theme song. Even though I think Not he does he has a... an Ask a Brit, right? I want to ask a Brit. Yeah, he's got that That's one.
2: Yeah, we don't do, do that segment anymore. Name. So here's my theme song for him.
1: <clears throat> here's Steve Ashton. With the British nose, then he's at the cordon's house with a plethora of
2: clues. <laughs> All right, man. let me Read it. Bye. <laughs> I like it a lot. All right. Oh, that's brilliant.
0: Before you make your final judgment, though, Seth Ooh. also wants to throw his hat in the ring.
2: Oh. Hey, Ralph the Wise, Warlord of California,
0: and your host, Steve Smashing Ashton. This is Steph from West Virginia. I'm calling in
1: because Steve keeps saying that he doesn't have a theme song. Right. And I Broughts figured I'd try to come up with one. All right. So here goes. Steve in an elevator. He calls it a lift because he's from Britain.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's my suggestion. Love you. Mean it. Bye. There you go. Good. Very good. Good effort. Yes. All
0: right. I might as well just call this segment, Ask Steve, because all the phone calls mm, this week have been good. for you Great. or about mm-hmm. you. Good. Uh, yep. You're happy with that? <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> Melissa called in with a question.
1: Hi, Ralph. Hi, Steve. This is Melissa. This question is mainly for Steve. So, Steve, I heard you on yesterday's show talking about all the things you identify as before an Englishman. Um, you said European and and a couple of other things. And so I was just wondering, is that common, like in England, for people to identify as other things, like from other places before they identify as English? Because um, I'm from California, I've lived in California my entire life, and I never once have said, I'm a Californian, that's so odd to me. I'm always American first. Maybe I would say I'm Mexican American, but I would never identify as Californian and I just wanna know, is that a common thing to do over there on the other side of the pond? L and
0: there you go. Yesterday you mentioned you thought of yourself as a Scouser first from Liverpool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then I believe European?
2: A European, yep.
0: Yeah. And then, then
2: British. Then British. Yeah. And then so, English
0: and then English. So you're, so mm. English is fourth on the list. Is that, yeah, is that a common way that people look at themselves or is it just you being you?
2: I don't know if that, that, that order, but certainly people from Liverpool identify as, I think a lot of people I know, at least anyway, as scouse first, particularly Liverpool football supporters, because, because we are, we do have a specific kind of, it's like being a New Yorker. You know, uh, New York has got a very specific identity, right? Yeah, so they're proud of their city and all that. It's similar to that. But certainly in terms of the, you know, being being English, I I'm, I don't necessarily feel proud of being English. I don't think there's a lot to kind of shout about in English. Yes, you make the best superhero villains. Um And... Generally, action movie villains. But other than that, you know, I don't. I can't take any reflected glory from anything that my ancestors, ancestors did, and certainly no reflected shame from anything that those motherfuckers did for centuries across all of the world and creating wars and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't. But I mean, look, this is personal philosophy. But I personally find the notion of country somewhat egregious. Mm. That's kind of defined by some. Physical border that one day people went, Oh, this is America. This is Canada. This is Mexico. Anyone who lives there are American. Anyone who lives here is whatever. Do you know what I mean? I find that from a human perspective ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And I guess I can also relate to a certain amount of localized pride for where you come up as well. Hello. Just saying. I can relate to that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good good job. Margo called, and she also has a question for Steve.
1: Hi, Ralph. Hi, Steve. It's Margo, three-star general. Um, I have a question for Steve. I was wondering if in his travels in the U.S., if there's any food that he found absolutely appalling or something that he was surprised he enjoyed from America. All right. Love you guys. Mean
0: it. Bye. Yeah, with Eddie being gone, we haven't had a whole lot of food talk on the show because uh, Eddie is the guy who usually has strong opinions one way or the other about foods. But Margot was wondering, while you've traveled around the States significantly, have you come across any American food that is particularly repulsive to you?
2: So by American food, you mean uh I guess you'd mean burgers and uh hot dogs, I guess that would be it no, really there's wouldn't it?
0: more there's more to American food than burgers and hot dogs, sir
2: really okay no I'd say it's one thing I did spend some time i spent a week in Raleigh, North Carolina once oh yeah and i had i had i wanted to try of course local stuff I tried many different little sort of local dishes and the thing the one thing that stuck out was um uh, biscuits and gravy. Oh yeah, uh, which I which I tried one day, which um, uh, made me violently ill. <laughs> not because it was cooked badly, but just because of just it was like it was like baby sick. <laughs> I felt like carrying. You know when those towels you put when you're cuddling a baby on yeah. your shoulder. <laughs> I felt like carrying up. one. Yeah, I found I found like I should have carried one of those. It's the most. It was just horrible because it's not. It's not. I don't know what it is. Like grits as well. Like grits biscuits and gravy that whole thing just seems like it's baby food <laughs> fair enough but you like scrapple though right fucking love scrapple i love yeah. a bit of processed meat
0: <laughs> who doesn't all right uh, yesterday we gave a significant chunk of change to a wonderful charity called the global conservation force and mike bona he was a Garmy member and also one of the head zookeepers locally here at the LA Zoo. He was the one who gave us the idea for that charity, overjoyed by the by the uh, response the Garmy had to that charity. Hi, Ralph. Uh, Zookeeper Mike Bona here. I just wanted to call in and thank every member of the Garmy that donated to Global Conservation Force. $905 is amazing. Thanks to everyone who donated and a special thanks to people like Jackie Knoll who signed up to be a regular donor. But Garmy is truly amazing, and I love how you and Eddie are really making a positive impact every week with Eddie's artwork. I I really, I can't say enough nice things about it. Uh, This really means a lot. Thank you. Uh, Oh, and and hi, Steve. Uh, Love you, mean it. Bye. See? He got Uh you in there at the end.
2: Thanks, Mike.
0: And another Mike, Mike Serber, who was the big winner yesterday in the competition for the Meat Slapper theme song. Always glad to hear from Mike. Glad he called in, but particularly in this case. Hey Ralph, it's Mike server. Um, the Ralph report is given so many gifts. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. but here's a gift I never thought would
2: happen. It never would have happened if it wasn't for you and the Ralph report. I am right now smoking weed with Eric from Clearwater.
1: <laughs> Yay, what's up, baby. If
0: I have anything to do, it's going to be Eric from Oregon one of these days. But, uh, anyway, love you, man. Thanks for everything you're doing. And, uh, Steve, you're kicking ass. Keep it up. Yay, yay, crew. Steve love out. you, crew. <laughs> <laughs> so Server and Eric just stoned out of their gourds calling in.
2: Fucking love! Oh, my God. I'd love to be a fly in the wall watching oh, that shit. go on. It'd be Indeed. amazing. They should do a podcast, just those two getting stoned and playing music.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And lastly, you know, we like to play upbeat music on each and every episode to put a little uh, jump in your day. We call them our happy hits. Today's call comes from Scott, and I can't think of a more appropriate song to play as we head into the 4th of July weekend.
2: Ralph, this is Scott, two-star from Houston. Now, to the best of my ability, I don't think you have played a happy hit by the band Chicago, one of my favorites. When you think of happy hits, you don't usually think of the ballads, and nor do you actually think of one of those rocking tunes like 25 or 64 as a happy hit. But... Since this weekend is July 4th weekend, perhaps we could have a happy
1: hit sung by Robert Lamb, and that is Saturday in the Park. Thanks.
0: Bye. Absolutely, Scott. Not many songs mention the 4th of July in their lyrics, and this is one of them. Good call. Here's Chicago. I thought that was over before it was actually over yeah. a little bit.
2: Well, I did. There was about three songs in one in that, isn't it? It's like it goes, it's got it's, like, it's a bit like a Beatles song where McCartney did a bit and then Lennon did a bit and then they they let fucking Ringo sing. <laughs> did you see this in the news the other day? I think it was on Twitter today where he wants there to be a celebration on his birthday of peace and love, Ringo said. He wants globally for that to be because it's his birthday. And of course, whenever you think of peace and love, you always think of Ringo Starr. I mean, the fact that he's an absolute fucking wanker in real life has got nothing <laughs> to do with it. But he always says, peace and love, peace and love.
0: He does that every year on his birthday. He wants everyone at noon to get together and flash the peace sign and think thoughts of peace
2: and love. So there's the, in Britain, you know, the peace sign the other way around is, is the Vs. Basically, that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do is flash the Vs to f- <laughs> tell him to go and fuck himself.
0: Up yours. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured in the Garmin on the line segment, but in order for that to happen, you got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garmin here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, That's P A T R E O N dot com slash the Roth Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right. I am fascinated by the fact that every day around the world, little tiny babies are born, just little blank slates of human beings that will someday grow up to do memorable and in some case, historic things. They're born to be alive. When you
2: started started doing that intro, I I wondered where you were going to go with that. See?
0: (laughs) Keep things fresh. Yeah. Uh, 1646 is the day. July 1st, 14, excuse me, 1646. Gottfried Wilhelm (laughs) Leibniz, German mathematician and philosopher, was born in Leipzig, Germany. And he created differential and integral calculus came up with calculus
2: no idea what well, we don't really do calculus in i know it's a big thing you learn calculus don't you in american yeah school. i learned it in we high school we didn't we i don't think we did we didn't really do that calculus or, or maybe i wasn't there that day
0: massive waste of my time learning calculus the nutshell? yeah in a
1: nutshell,
2: yeah. In yeah, a nutshell say- what is what is calculus ralph what in a nutshell uh,
0: it is basically theoretical mathematics. It's being able to, to to. it's very complex to explain, but basically it's it's giving you um, the ability to calculate using unknown properties, I guess you
2: would say. Right, so X and Y equals? Yeah, a lot of that, that. Is that what a it, lot of that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah we did and, do that. And
0: the signs, there's like the cosine and the signs yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All, all part of that nonsense. In 1725, on July 1st, Jean Baptiste Donatien de Vimeur, Comte de Rochambeau, was born.
2: Well done. That sounds like the lyrics to the fucking Hokey Pokey in French.
0: <laughs> he was the French military leader of the French Expeditionary Force that assisted the 13 colonies in their war against their uh, evil British em- emperors.
2: All oh, right. Well, fuck him then. <laughs>
0: Helped, helped free America. So we have to give him a, a little heads up. Uh, also born this day, 1807, Thomas Green Clemson, American politician and founder of Clemson University, was born. That's the way to get your name remembered forever. Start a university.
2: Mm, by Trump. To, by Trump,
0: exactly. By, <laughs> yeah, maybe it doesn't I, work out for everybody.
2: And monsters, I mean, where we, no one would know about monsters unless it was from their university. That's right.
0: 1818, Ignaz Semmelweis, Hungarian physician, was born. This guy oh, this is all this guy did. He created the, the practice of washing your hands if you're a doctor. Hand disinfection. That's a good thing. Uh,
2: I created it.
0: Yes. Let me tell you uh, a story about uh, Ignaz Semmelweis. He was an obstetrician in the mid-19th century, and a vast number of children were coming down with something called purpural fever, childbed fever it was called. And he said, if we just wash our hands, use a chlorinated lime solution before delivering babies, it would cut the mortality rate of this fever down to below 1%. And the medical community was up in arms. He was suggesting that they were unclean. So they mocked him for the practice. Eventually, so much so, he had a nervous breakdown and was committed into an asylum. For,
2: wow, fucking hell.
0: For his nonsense idea of that we should clean our hands before we start delivering babies to save these babies from catching germs.
2: So before that, dudes were just, like, scratching their balls, picking yeah, their whatever. nose. Yeah, just, whatever, just, just going in, just
0: just hands akimbo, whatever was on them, it's... went inside the woman and on the baby.
2: Like doing a North Carolina bit of uh, foreplay, just spitting on the hand. And... Oh,
0: come oh, on. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> also on this day, speaking of Canada, 1863, William Grant Stairs, Canadian-British explorer, who was, uh, one of the, uh, led one of the two most controversial expeditions in terms of colonization of Africa for the Brits. So there's, there's something we were talking about earlier. Mm. Uh, let's see. American novelist James M. Kane was born on this day in 1892, wrote some of my favorite stories. He was, uh, great with crime novels. The Postman Always Rings Twice was one of his. Mildred Pierce, Double Indemnity, all that were turned into great films, by the mm. way. Great author. 19, excuse me, 1893, Francis, excuse me, Walter Francis White, American civil rights activist and leader of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. He was born on this day in 1893. In 1899, Cavan O'Connor was born. Do you know who Cavan O'Connor is,
2: Steve? I think he was a very famous Irish
0: bloke. No, he was of Irish uh, Ancestry, but he was actually a Brit Born in Nottingham, England Became a famous British singer In the early part Of the 20th century His biggest hit, I'm Only a Strolling Vagabond Here's a little bit of what used to be British music Before the Beatles came along I won
1: Me a strolling Vagabond So that my
2: Wow. Gets up there in, in, with the notes, though. I he like does. it. It's like also Ed Sheeran on, of his day.
0: Yes. Also on this day in 1899, Charles Lawton, brilliant English actor born on this day in Scarborough, England. I got to tell you, he's famous for a lot. He was in Mutiny on the Bounty, of course, played Captain Bly in that film. Spartacus, he was also in that. But his performance as the hunchback of Notre Dame in the 1939 film to this day if you haven't seen that film and you watch it it is a heartbreaking performance he's brilliant in that mm.
2: my he's, sister and i used to do impressions of him to each other
0: as the hunchback <laughs>
2: yeah we, i'll let you play the clip and i'll tell
0: you all right here is uh, charles lawton as uh, quasimodo the hunchback of notre dame He is with Esmeralda, the gypsy girl that he's just rescued, and they're up there in the bell tower together.
2: I never realized till now how how ugly I am. And because you're so beautiful. Oh, heartbreaking. It is. But we used to do it. We used to, to um do it to today. If one of we, one someone said something like a bit off, like a bit dumb. dumb we'd go, She gave me water. Like that and do anything. She gave
1: me water. Was, water. Sanctuary,
0: like Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah. So we used to do. That makeup too, that the appliance yeah. for the nineteen thirty nine it's a remarkable job, it really mm. is. Uh, speaking of films, 1902, William Wyler, great American film director, was born on this day. What a body of work this dude had. Wuthering Heights from 1939, of course, with uh, Olivier. Uh, the Letter, Little Foxes, Mrs. Miniver, The Best Years of Our Lives, Detective Story, Roman Holiday, Friendly Persuasion, Ben-Hur, all of his films. 1903, Amy Johnson, the first female pilot to fly alone from Britain to Australia,
2: was born on this day. She wanted to do that for...
0: <laughs> because it hadn't been done.
2: And yeah, we but love Australia. Could have gone somewhere nice like oh, New Zealand. Oh my God! A you... bit more petrol, a bit more gas. She could have gone to New Zealand. Oh,
0: Man, forgive, forgive him, Australia. He knows not what he does. 1904, Mary Calderone, American physician and founder of Planned Parenthood, was born. 1906, Estee Lauder, of course, a great, uh, famous name in cosmetics, was born on this day. She was totally manufactured. Her whole, her whole backstory, her life, her name—she she made herself up out of whole cloth. I love this story. Originally, she was born Josephine Esther Menzner in Queens, New York, and she turned herself into Estée Lauder.
2: Very nice. Right, fair enough. Very okay. much like just my story of Edwin Pence who was actually um, a valedictorian. (laughs) He was a Rhodes Scholar and went to Harvard. And then it was very much like Jim from Taxi. He had one spliff and ended up in Myrtle fucking beach one day. And then like fast forward, he's on the Ralph report. Gotcha.
0: Careful of drugs, kids. Uh, alvino ray famous american orchestra leader was born on this day in 1911. the only reason i ever heard of alvino ray apparently he was very popular in the 50s and 60s um which i didn't know for years later but i remember on the batman tv series there was a villain called dr cassandra who used a ray gun on batman robin and batgirl that turned them two-dimensional a gun aren't you a little above that sort of thing dr cassandra no style
1: this is the kickiest weapon you ever dug Batman my own unpatented alvino ray gun and it's the last thing you're about to see
0: the alvino ray gun was the name of her weapon i didn't know until years later that that was actually a big joke
2: that's um can you it's like 7 degrees of separation with you with 1966 batman isn't it <laughs> i'm sure yes. we should do a we should do a quiz where we give you something and then you've got to work out the connection to Batman 66.
0: I can always bring it around. Yeah, it's a skill. I love it. In 1920, on this day, Harold Sakata was born in Hawaii. His uh, original first name was Toshiyuki Sakata. But when he moved to the mainland, he picked the more American name of Harold and became Harold Sakata. Does that name ring a bell to you at all, Steve Ashton? It does not. You don't know Harold Sakata? I do not. Well, perhaps you know him for his most famous role.
2: Oh, you must excuse Oddjob, Mister Bond. He's an admirable manservant, but mute. He's not a very good caddy. Golf is not yet the national game of Korea, eh? <laughs>
0: he became Goldfinger's henchman, Oddjob, in the movie Goldfinger. Yeah. He's a wrestler, nice, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. 1932, Bobby Day, American rock star. Well, rock star. He was more like a one-hit wonder, but. What a one-hit wonder. He
1: rocks in the treetop all the day long Hopping and a-bopping and a-singing his song All the little birds on J. Bird Street Love to hear the robin go tweet, tweet Rockin' Robin, tweet, tweet, tweet Rockin' Robin, tweet, tweet, rock, tweet, rock, tweet rockin' Robin we we're really gonna rock a tonight? 1934,
0: Sidney Pollack, American director, actor, and producer, was born... Another great body work from this guy. Jeremiah Johnson was his first film he made with Robert Redford, although they would have a long and uh, successful partnership together moving forward, including The Way We Were, Three Days of the Condor, The Electric Horseman. He also directed Absence of Malice with Paul Newman. Great film. He's in and directed Tootsie. He plays uh, Dustin Hoffman's agent in that film. Out of Africa, Havana, which I think is an underrated Sean Connery film. I like that a lot. The Firm, just a, a brilliantly talented guy. 1935, David Prowse uh, was born on this day. Does not that name sound familiar?
2: Yes, he was very famously the Green Cross Man. That's he also right. played Frankenstein's monster in a Hammer Horror version of Frankenstein. I think it was called Frankenstein from the Dead or from Hell or something like that.
0: He was an enormously large actor. Uh, also, a little bit of trivia. He played a, a little known character named Darth Vader as well.
2: Oh, yes. I've got his autograph. I have his, well, I had his autograph when I was a kid. My friend, Nicholas Page, not Nicholas Page, was it Nicholas Page? Anyway, Nicholas Mercer uh, got, knocked over, uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> got knocked over by a car. Oh, no. Got knocked over by a car. And then he, he, his mum worked at a supermarket and they had a competition to meet the Green Cross man, Dave Prowse. And she fixed it for him to win because he got knocked over by a car, which I think is the least, is the worst person. Because obviously he didn't <laughs> learn his fucking lesson. That's Some right. kid who hadn't been, feel like? Yeah, he hadn't been knocked over, should have won the thing, but he'd been knocked over. So, and he got to meet the Green Cross man. So hopefully Dave Prowse gave him a good fucking talking to you. Anyway got my autograph.
0: <laughs> For those who don't know the Green Cross man, he was sort of the safety superhero in the UK, yeah. right? Yeah. He, he used goes- to do a thing about mind the curb, right? Didn't you have to you had to stand on the curb yeah. and look both ways before you crossed yeah. the street?
2: Look yeah. left, look right, look left again, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, Adam West did a public service announcement as Batman with that same it, the same story. I, I
2: know, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I, in Britain, and he was it was weird. It was a bit creepy with him dressed as Batman. <laughs>
0: yes. Actress Karen Black was born on this day in 1939. Man, I had a major crush on her back in the day.
2: Oh, me too. I love her lazy eye as well. Her lazy yeah. eye made me was, something really sexy.
0: I agree, and I can't figure out why that was so damn sexy to me. Yeah. I mean, she was beautiful on top of it, but I think oh, that, yeah, that, exactly. that little perfect imperfection was really yeah.
2: sexy to me. Yeah. She was. I, I in- like a girl with a big nose as well. I don't know why it is. I like a girl with a big, a big hooter. <laughs> Fair a enough. A big hooter, a big hooter, and a lazy eye. <laughs> I think because I think because, <laughs>
1: because she gave you water. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: shame sure. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that's Steve's girlfriend.
2: <laughs> oh, you know her name? No, but her face rings a bell. <laughs> 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 oh
0: Oh, dear god (laughs) and lastly in 1961 diana spencer who would eventually of course grow up to be the princess of wales dead she'd grow up to be
2: dead (laughs) Killed oh, by MI five. Come on. Killed by MI five. She's having a statue or something fucking put up about her. I wonder if it's. I wonder if she. They've got a like without a seatbelt on.
0: Oh my lord.
2: We like my friend Nicholas Mercer, the last person. Maybe she'd have a fucking green cross man as a as a statue. I'm Dave Prowse as a statue going. Or oh, buckle up!
0: <laughs> Don't go into tunnels. Oh my God! All those folks. On this day, we're born to be alive. Born to be alive, I'm born to be alive. Oh, Jesus. Apart I'm from actually Diana crying. Quinter. I'm actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, the only really story in show business news is this fucking abortion of justice. Bill Cosby, released from prison. His conviction has been overturned as of yesterday, and he is now a free man. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled there were two reasons why his conviction could not stand, and they're both bullshit, in my opinion. They ruled that it was unduly prejudicial to allow five other women with stories similar to Andrea Costanz, who was the uh, plaintiff in in the matter, to testify trying to show that Cosby had an M.O. of drugging women and sexually assaulting them. How is that prejudicial if there's other victims who have b- suffered the same crime as the one you're charging the guy with?
2: The law's very funny like that, isn't it? It's like, you know, when even if you know the person's guilty of loads of other shit, you're only trying him for that one kind of yeah. little thing. That's that's why it must be really difficult as a judge to make those those kinds of calls because by the literally the letter of the law, says you can't allow that to be considered it must be really tough
0: i suppose and uh, supposedly as well the da in the case had cut a deal with cosby that if he testified in a civil deposition for a civil case he wouldn't face charges criminally but during that deposition cosby actually made incriminating statements about drugging women and sexually using them and so they took those statements and they presented them at trial for the criminal case. And the judges in the Supreme Court said that also was uh, out of bounds. And so they vacated the conviction. He is a free man. And here's the worst part. He cannot be retried retried for any of those crimes. So he's going to
2: walk. Unless they find more victims will come forward and they could get charged maybe for those. Because it seems like the five... Uh, the program is the tip of the iceberg, I guess.
0: Yeah, they say there's something like 60 women who allege Mm. crimes of uh, of the similar nature. By the way, his uh, TV wife, Felicia Rashad, who played his wife on The Cosby Show, when it was announced yesterday, tweeted out, finally,
2: a terrible wrong is being righted. Why don't you sit down, for Christ's
0: sake.
2: I think she's turned off the comments to that tweet.
0: Oh, I bet she has. This whole uh, this whole showbiz beat, by the way, is just filled with celebrities being awful. So let's let's get through them. Uh, Smallville star Allison Mack was sentenced to three years in prison in her sex cult case. I don't know if you know about her or not. She was in uh, Smallville: The Story of Superman before he became Superman over here in the states, yep. and she was part of a sex cult called Sanctum, mm-hmm. and she used to rope women into the cult for the leader to uh sexually assault and they were doing awful things to these women branding them and keeping them away from their families and uh I'm sorry, not Sanctum, Nexum is the name of it.
2: Yeah, I've seen two docu-series on it. There's two different ones about it, and I've watched both of them, and it's mainly to get tips of how to start my own, but it's just not very very useful at all on that score.
0: Not a how-to, so to speak?
2: No, no.
0: She was facing up to 40 years behind bars, uh, 20 years for each count that she was being brought up on, but only sentenced to three. So, once again, the uh, justice system lets us down. Mm. However... Here's some good news. Marilyn Manson is being sued for sexual assault by a fourth woman, and once again, he denies it. Uh, I don't know whether any of these charges are true or not. I just know from personal experience, Marilyn Manson is an awful, awful human being. He is just Mm -hmm. garbage. So uh, I can absolutely believe all these things that these women are saying. The newest claims come from a model named Ashley Morgan Smithline. She claims that uh, he broke her nose during forced sex cut her with a knife i mean just some of the allegations just read like a horror story so i won't get into them but we'll see we'll and, see what happens
2: and who would have thought all that time ago when he was on that f- show with fred savage that he'd turn into the monster that he became
0: urban legend sir not not in fact uh, not in fact the same kid no oh, okay james franco has to pay 2.2 million dollars in his sexual misconduct lawsuit Two women brought charges against him, claiming that while they were in his acting class, he forced them to do explicit sex scenes on camera for him. Ugh. Anyway, they're going to split. Can
2: I part. just an observation? Surely, one of the perks of being like very rich and famous is you don't really have to try to get sexual conquests, I imagine. What I understand, maybe it's too easy to get people to f- have sex with you that you feel like then you, it becomes the thrill is gone. I don't know. Tell me what it's like, Ralph.
0: Oh, well, I wouldn't know. But I assume that's a specific kind of perversion because you're right. If he just wanted sex, he could probably have it with any number of willing women. Mm. So to have an acting class and then to force them to strip down and perform sexually explicit scenes while he directed and filmed, that's a very specific
2: uh, mm perversion in my opinion, control thing i guess isn't it yeah, i mean because he's a so. handsome motherfucker too right he's a gorgeous looking guy so yes
0: and riches all get out so he could hire women to do any yeah. kinky thing he wanted them to do and that would yeah. be uh, in my opinion completely morally acceptable because it's a transaction of goods for services but yeah. uh no he he had to get off in this way and ended up really damaging these women so i'm glad they're mm. gonna get something out of it yeah and while we're talking about money and earlier, I mentioned I will be taking next week off, so we'll be in flashback episodes uh, next week, and then back with new shows after that. Some people, I assume, aren't happy about it. I, I apologize, but I just need a little time off, like most of us do. And I mm-hmm. would like to remind you, it could be worse, because Howard Stern has a brand new deal over there at Sirius XM. If you listen to Howard on satellite radio, he's got a brand new deal with Sirius XM for three years, extending his contract. Uh, worth $500 million. And now that Howard has signed that deal, he has announced that he is taking off until early September. Wow. So he'll be gone all of June, all of August, taking two months off. And understandably, there are fans of his who are saying, really, I'm paying 20 to $40 a month for, for XM to hear Howard Stern,
2: and now he's going to be on vacation until the fall. I just can't work out the economics of that in terms of, you know, like him and Joe Rogan and the one we talked about yesterday with Will Arnett and all of that. Like, you've got to recoup that revenue that you're paying out. How, like with advertising or subscriptions, it must, it's a, a big fucking punch, that, isn't it?
0: I think, I think you're right. How many more subscribers could you get to SiriusXM in mm-hmm. order to make up for giving Howard Stern that kind of money? I believe a lot of it is in stock, however, so... Right, That's probably yeah, how they yeah. skirt around that. It's not all cash deal. Mm. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on July 1st, starting off with Victor Willis. He was the cop in the Village People. I think maybe he still is. He is celebrating his 70th birthday today. Here's the song they play every time, by the way, that Steve Ashton goes to the gym. Hey, 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 hey. you have that on your playlist when you're listening to music and working out
2: i do uh, but I do. mainly mainly do you know what's weird about the gym right is it there's a hierarchy right so if a bigger guy comes in who's lifting more weights they all of a sudden become the king of the gym but sometimes when there's not many people in i'm the king of the gym really i'm the one that lifting the heaviest weights mainly when there's like a retiree and <laughs> old, like old women in there, like May. I always have to. I feel, always feel, you know, in gyms when like you've got guys pushing really big weights and they ask for a spot, yes. yo, can you spot me, maker? She asked me for a spot, and I always feel like a proper man because she's. I mean, she's only moving like 20 pounds of weight, but I always feel like a proper mum and I'm spotting her when she's doing, uh, when she's doing bench press. And of course, I'm going, come on, come on, one more, one more, one more, like that, like I'm fucking Arnold trainer, but.
0: Still come on class. you can lift uh you can lift yeah. even heavier weights you know uh, you yeah. have to rush all the blood into the muscles
2: and get the pump yeah when she's looking pose I go show the whole thing <laughs> do you remember that Did you see that on Yeah. show yes. the whole thing little guys that
0: come in here show the whole thing show the whole thing Andre Brower from Brooklyn 99 and homicide he's 59 years old today Dominic Keating from Star Trek Enterprise is also 59. Pamela Anderson is 54 years old today. Henry Simmons. She does still look good. You're absolutely right. Mm. Henry Simmons from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and NYPD Blue. He's 51. He looks pretty damn good, too. You know what I'm saying? And rapper Missy Elliott turns 50. Missy be putting it down. I'm the hottest round.
1: I told you i mother- Y'all can stop me now Listen to me now I'm lasting 20 rounds And if you want me Then come on get me now Since yes. you're with me
2: now
0: yes. The biggie, bigger bounce yes. I know you dig the way I switch my style Hollow hollow. Hollow. Jamie Farr, what? Klinger from MASH is 87 You're going to say something about Miss Elliot?
2: Just going to say I love her trash bag outfits that she used to wear Yeah,
0: it was awesome Jean Marsh made famous in the uh, series Upstairs, Downstairs. is 87 years old today. I think that was the beginning of uh, America's fascination with the domestics that work in upper-class British society.
2: Mm, yeah, Very,
0: very popular Probably, yeah. series here.
2: Downson Abbey, yeah.
0: yeah. Leia Sedu from Spectre. Spectre. And Grand Budapest Hotel, 36 years old today. Fred Schneider of the B-52s is 70. in I've been on a home.
2: He's like a musical David Lynch, isn't he? He is. It's like if David Lynch was a singer, it'd be him. You're living in your own
0: private Idaho. (laughs) Yes, you are. You're living in your own private Idaho. And the weather
2: outside is
0: rainy. Dan Aykroyd, 69. Alan Ruck from Ferris Bueller's Day Off in Spin City is 65. Evelyn Champagne King is 61.
1: Baby, you make my love
0: Liv Tyler is 44 and singer Deborah Harry of Blondie is 76 years old today. Gives me a great excuse to play one, not only my favorite Blondie song, but one of my favorite songs ever.
2: I played that because I'm glad you played that. It enabled me to go out and make a sandwich.
0: Stop it! I almost played the whole goddamn thing. You're lucky you got away with half of it.
2: But you felt like you played the whole album. Then you bastard! It's the great Clem well, great. Burke
0: on drums, by the way. Uh, oh, I no. just want to give him a shout out.
2: And for those of you listening at home, or in the car, or at work, um, both Ralph and I, at a certain points, started air drumming and totally. then gave up because it's too hard.
0: If you watch <laughs> the video of them doing it live, he never stops moving, and that's an insane song for a drummer. I love that so much. Anyway, that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the show, Bisbee. And now the moment many of you, I'm sure, have been waiting for. It's time for Ralph Sex University. You don't know
1: what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate.
0: Today's topic, as fresh as the headlines. Wimbledon fans, the tennis fans, have been warned that there is a woodland next to the All England Club that is very popular with doggers. It's a very popular dogging site.
2: New balls, so- please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tennis fans have been warned that there is a website called Dogging Action which lists the uh, Wimbledon Park as a very popular location for dogging. And so they just want to give people a heads up and also to warn potential doggers that they are not welcome there. We hope you enjoy the open space and Woodland, but please respect our surroundings, wrote Friends of Wimbledon Park. Regular police patrols will be on the lookout for antisocial behavior, especially in the Woodland. This is a family space. Please treat it as such. Thank you. Friends of Wimbledon Park Let's But there's, get into... no need,
2: there's no need for that Because it happens mainly at night
0: Yeah, that's what I thought too But uh, we're, we're going to find out more As we get into uh, today's topic Which is dogging
2: My
1: husband came on Friday With a brand new motor car He told me I could drive it I said, Brian, you're a star We drove down to the boozer For a vodka and a fag Then of course we had to celebrate The purchase with a shag We go dogging we go dogging. We're a treat for any passers-by out-jogging. We do it because we found that when people crowd around, it is somehow more profound when you're dogging.
0: Dogging <laughs> is a British English slang term for engaging in sexual acts in a public or semi-public place or watching others do so. hmm What's going on over there in your country, Steve Ashton?
2: Have you seen our television? There's not much on <laughs> in the evenings, honestly, We, apart from reruns of Friends on Netflix. Nothing else to do, mate. According to
0: sexologists, it may be more than two participants. Uh, usually it's a couple of people watching, but sometimes the people watching get involved. They become uh, group sex, even gang banging. Uh observation is encouraged it's not dogging unless someone's watching apparently voyeurism exhibitionism obviously closely associated with this act in september of 2003 the bbc news reported a dogging craze that was happening um more so than ever they seemed to think because of the internet there was a way for doggers to get organized and they were Posting their favorite locations, even making appointments, telling people where they're going to be so they could have onlookers show up and, in some cases, participate.
2: There used to be magazines that you, contact magazines you could buy. I don't know if you had them in the in the states, right? If you go to a pawn shop, there was contact little little booklets, and there'd be contacts of like people, like um, swingers clubs and different places, and that had a whole section on dogging sites of where and when you know, the first Thursday of every month or whatever it is in this particular park. And there's a whole, like, few pages of uh, dogging sites. Also, I'm led to believe. Yeah. No, no personal experience ever with dogging. Not, no, I haven't actually, truthfully.
0: The term dogging, I had say, a
2: wank in, I did have a wank in the woods once, but well, that's sure. not... Who hasn't?
0: Yeah. The term dogging apparently originated in the 1970s to describe men who spied on couples having sex outdoors. These men would dog the couples every move and watch them. And apparently that's why it's called dogging. There's also a, an alternative theory behind the name, which is that dog walking was often a a cover, an exercise in, in you know, uh, subterfuge as a way to go out there into the woods and to find sexual partners or, or to, to watch which can sometimes lead to confusion, I'm sure, if you're going to walk your dog and you think it's dogging instead of dog walking. but
2: Especially on the dog's part. The dog thinks it's out for a fucking walk and all of a sudden it's, it's watching some 45-year-old fucking uh, dinner lady it's with loads of guys fucking jerking all over her tits. It's like, what the fuck? I thought we were going to chase a stick. What's going on? It's not Did, what I had in mind at all.
0: Are you familiar with a sitcom called Car Share? Steve, yes. Peter yeah. Kay. Yeah. Uh, there was a scene in that that I loved where uh, Peter Kay's character, John, is for those who don't know, Car Share is basically a sitcom that takes place in a carpool. Two people are, are sharing a car a ride back and forth to work. And uh, John, the character played by Peter Kay, is talking to his carpool mate, Kaylee, and she talks about how she went out dogging one night and she's talking about walking her dog and he thinks it's something completely different. Here's a little bit of their exchange to show you some of the confusion that's uh, possible.
1: You are sick, John. Why? Sick. You said you went dogging outdoors when I was supposed to think. In the park with my dog. Dogging with my dog, Misty.
2: So you go dog walking, you don't go dogging.
1: Well, it's the same thing.
2: They're not the same thing. Every hell is the same thing. They're a million miles apart. Well, you've been living on the moon.
0: Dog walkers are doggers. I've even got a car sticker that says dogging's for life, not just for Christmas. People are always beeping.
2: I am I'm bloody better. Dogging is people outside, usually in a car, having sex with other people watching. Uh! Where's the dog? What dog?
1: Where's the dog in your dogging?
2: I don't know. I don't think there is a dog.
1: Well, why is it called dogging?
2: I don't know, but I'm telling you, dogging is not walking with dogs. No, it's not.
0: Apparently, thanks to the internet, the craze has spread to other countries, including Sweden, Poland, Norway, Netherlands, Denmark, Brazil, Barbados, Australia, Canada, and even here in the United States, although I'm not that familiar with it being a thing here. No? No, it doesn't seem to be a lot of car sex or people watching. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but I don't know it as being like a regular thing.
2: But it's like truck stops. I imagine that truck stops to be kind of. You know, regular things organized.
0: Yeah, there's places where uh-huh. you can cruise and hook up, especially for uh, gay gay folks. But mm. I don't know of anybody gathering around and watching, uh, which seems to be a big part of dogging.
2: I have some rules. If you want to hear some rules, when uh, you've done your bit, and rules of dogging. I
0: would love to go. It's all you.
2: All right. So this is what I've literally just found on right. the Somerset Live website. Somerset being a region of uh, Britain. So it says, uh, so let me f- flick through. It may sound pretty obvious. You must wear a condom, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Um, you're even encouraged to bring a party pack uh, where, that you can share with your fellow doggers. Oh, so that's a, nice. Yeah, I thought you would have thought it would have been a bit of a BYO, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, bring your own. BYOC, um, bring your own condom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do not dog in front of children or unsuspecting passers-by. Okay, that's just standard. Um Refrain from disturbing the peace or attracting attention. Isn't that the whole fucking point?
0: Well, I think everyone has to be, in, you know, on the same page.
2: Yeah, I guess. Uh, do not destroy public property or trespass on private property. Tidy up after yourselves. Put all condoms on uh, any rubbish in the bins. You know, if you'd like, bring a snack. Do you know what I mean? That's something else maybe you want to do. I don't bring- think so. Big bag of potato chips, but no double dipping. You can only no, no. get one handful before you start jerking off. Um, what else is there? Uh, agree a signal or safe word in case one of you wants to stop. Mm. Um, it's not generally accepted for women to turn up to a dogging location alone. It's advised she takes a man that she trusts with her to protect her interests.
0: Yeah, that's the interests of being wanked general.
2: Over. No. The interests just... of being wanked over. That's the only reason she's there. Um, uh, it says, uh, if watching, you should not touch unless verbally invited to do so. That's, I guess, fairly uh, self-explanatory. Um, if you're happy to, for people to watch, you should flash your interior light of your car. If you want the watches to come closer or join in, roll down your window. But what if what if you've got a dodgy light? You're just parking up, maybe for a nap, and you've got a dodgy <laughs> light, and you roll your window down. Maybe you're feeling I don't know. Dry, uh, don't leave on headlights when you arrive at the dogging location. That's dangerous, though, isn't it? You might fucking run someone over if you have got no headlights on. I got think seat. after you
0: park, after you park, you turn them off.
2: Okay. And finally, when finished, drive around a bit or stop for food to make sure you're not being followed. Jesus. But it sounds sounds very complicated, doesn't? Time consuming you know one of the
0: things you mentioned it's true women now are showing up to dogging locations solo without a partner looking for sex partners here's an en- interview from bbc this is emily and she talks about her experience with dogging
2: dogging is where people go to a car park hoping to find other people to hoping have to find other sex.
1: people that are interested in in having a naughty naughty time outdoors yeah it's uh it's like going down your local social club really but uh Car parks and picnic benches. <laughs> mm. It's exciting. It's like the ultimate blind date, without all the fannying around in the middle, and the, the dinner, and will he, won't he, will she, won't she.
2: But you know that you will, and they know that you will. Oh,
1: yeah. Takes a lot of the heartache out of things.
2: It's... Does it take some of the mystery and the excitement out of it in a different way?
1: Oh, no, because there's always room to do it that way on another occasion. Oh. It's just different. It's one way of doing things.
0: Dogging. It's one way of doing things.
2: <laughs> it's a very sexy voice, though, that lady, yeah. is she?
0: She also goes by the uh, nom de sex of UK Rude Girl. You can find her online if you're, if you're so interested. moments.: one
2: moment. Rude <laughs> K. R-U-D. So um, Seth asked me, right, so you find that accent sexy, don't you? Um, Seth asked me, do I find any American accents sexy? Uh-huh. Do you find any American accent sexy?
0: Uh, no.
2: I quite like like a, a southern lady's accent, like a Dolly Parton side, wherever she's from, nashville kind of like, oh, darling. That, you know, that kind of like southern drawl. I find that yeah. quite sexy.
0: I can't. I can't. I sadly, and this is a bias on my part, and I recognize it and understand it and apologize in advance, I equate uh, the southern dialect almost always with uh, lack of intelligence. Hmm. And it's not fair. And I am, don't write me and be angry. I get it. And I'm working on it. And I'm trying to overcome it. But I just can't help myself.
2: So if you're there at a dogging site, right? And this lady's ready right up for it, right? And yeah. she's, she's, she's going for it. And she turns around, she goes, Oh, uh, don't be shy, honey. You come on over and start a wanking. <laughs> you started jerking. Uh, you just, you stop.
0: Uh, it just, it would, I know, I probably wouldn't stop, but yeah, I wouldn't. Of course I, not but i wouldn't if she if i if she started talking away before i got over there i probably
2: wouldn't be uh, enticed you turn on your heels go around, drive around for a bit uh, go and have some food just in case you are being followed and that's then right. pick, make, fuck off make, home oh. make
0: sure i put my condoms in the bin fair play that's just that's just good behavior and that's you, ralph sex oh, i'm sorry go ahead
2: no i was going to say in, in australia they call it dingoing apparently
0: oh my god that's ralph sex university all right, kids. Oh, big fun on today's show. Thanks so much. Come back and join us tomorrow, kids. I think you're going to be glad you did. First of all, it's a Friday and I love me a Friday show. We get to walk hand in hand into the weekend. And also Steve Ashton will be on hand
2: with his oh, UK pretty. update. Yeah. All right. I've got to do that. Like, fucking hell. All right. Yeah.
0: Get to work. Also. The Video Vault, two selections this week, one from me and one from Steve. We'll give you some suggestions of things to look at over the weekend if you're planning a holiday viewing party. All right, and that's about it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Please come back and join us, won't you? We're going to have a good time. In order for you to stay safe, however... Stay good in the hood. Keep washing your hands. Wear your mask indoors. Even in California now, they're saying you should do it because of this goddamn Delta variant. Stay sweet at six feet. Yeah. Especially if
2: you're dogging. Especially if you're dogging. Stay sweet. At six feet. How
0: can you dog and also keep socially distant? Yeah.
2: Oh, You're going to have to take some binoculars or something, a monocle. <laughs> a
0: monocle? I say a oh, man in the top Because when I'm wet, because when jacket. I got,
2: my cum face, I got one eye closed. They look like fucking <laughs> hunchback of Notre Dame. And it's come all the way. Oh, she gave me a bone. Oh.
1: Life
0: is life. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Until then, love you. Mean it. Bye.